You're listening to Do By Friday, the weekly challenge podcast with Merlin Mann, Alex Cox, and Max Temkin. This week's challenge, curse like a Scot. Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are you? No, I'm fine, Alex. How are you? Uh, good. Max Max is on his way right now. Uh, but did you see Trump's latest tweet? I think so. Let me look. All right. Uh, Kara, Max's assistant, is here. Kara, can you get on mic three? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he... I didn't know what... Yeah. <laughs> what he meant. Kara, can you just explain Trump's tweet for me? And maybe this will go at the end of the episode. Do you think he over has overheard this term and didn't know what it meant? I well, I immediately was like Googling. I'm like, is this something to do it's with the infrastructure? It's the very first return. It's on Urban Dictionary, the first return for EZD. It's at the top of the page. <laughs> uh, all right, Kara, can, so when okay. you read this tweet, <laughs> what did your mind go to? Well, of course, like, it's very funny, like, easy D, like, he's it's a silly to, yeah, I know, to not, like, anyway. Karen, he, I hate to put you in this yeah. position. Could you please it's tell okay. our audience what easy D means? Okay, so what uh, he meant by D is uh, defense or defense. Uh, the letter D is usually <laughs> used as shorthand for defense when it comes to sports. Mm. So it's like... Yeah, it's the opposite of offense. It's like, all right. But no one's like, like, oh, an easy D. O. Easy O has to be easy orgasm. No, right? they don't say, no, they don't say, oh, D is just short for defense. And what he meant was defense. But um, Right. So, and like, for example, <laughs> if you have a if you have a position that's hard to defend, you'd, you'd say, it's difficult, you say hard D. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, sure. I'm thinking, I have heard the phrase hard D in... <laughs> like, but people say, Kara, you are a sports watcher. Yeah. D- do, like, is that said out loud ever? It's. I, I'm just fascinated. It's been a good. It's like, I, I, there's, I'm trying to put it into a sentence, but every way I say it is going to sound. <laughs> like, like, like. I don't know. Like, everyone, let's get back on D. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's all pile mm. on the D. <laughs> Urban Urban Dictionary uh, has something different, which is also really good. Uh, all right, I'm going to kind of like kind of like there's even better. This is uh, hmm, not what I expected. A girl you meet at a political protest who's an easy lay, typically seen in the background of videos, screaming for other men to beat up others rather than Wait. getting directly involved. I got a different one. I got a girl that is very easy to get with and has double D's. I- <laughs> Kara, you want to sit in for Max today? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're you got a good challenge. You got a really good challenge. What's the challenge? Well. <laughs> hey, Max. Max is here. Oh, come on. Okay, you can go, Kara. Okay, this it's has okay. been fun. Bye, <laughs> Kara. Thank you so much. Of thanks course. for the easy D. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> is here hi everyone hey how's it going buddy it's breakout character max (laughs) (laughs) on the dubai friday podcast cool sidekick (laughs) i need a catchphrase you totally need a catchphrase one time at a writer's retreat we were all the partners tried to come up with a catchphrase that they could use on the sitcom of our writer's retreat the only one i remember is eli's where his was that dog will hunt that's good (laughs) yeah 
It's really good. After so, it's a great tag. Anytime someone says something funny, you go, "That dog will hunt." <laughs> Big laughs. I, I think we could spend a couple hours workshopping this. Mm-hmm, I've enjoyed mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You call that spaghettios? Suck my balls. Suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy D. What is that? Mm. Is that a rapper? Uh, mm. So, so you're saying you have not been on Twitter in the past hour? Um, no. Does something happen? I, uh, does it involve? Does it involve <laughs> the president of the United States? You mean the president of the United States that retweeted himself about how his daughter is being mistreated by a brand? Oh, I did see that. <laughs> yes. That I saw. Mm. Uh, that's what presidents do. Yeah. You know, they think about their kids' clothing lines, and then they use the official White House channels of communication. Uh, powerful Jim, man Jimmy Carter would not shut his fucking peanut hole about Amy's clothing line. Do you remember that? Is that is absolutely true. <sighs> she made, uh, what do you wear in the peanut bog? Mucklucks. <laughs> Mucklucks in the peanut bog? <laughs> I love Carson McCullers. I'm Big not- increase in traffic into our country from certain areas, while our people are far more vulnerable as we wait for what should be easy D. <laughs> what is Easy D? Well, okay, it's trending here. now on Twitter. Oh, it sure is. What is it? I don't understand. <clears throat> so this is a thing. Do I have to go to at real Donald Trump? I do not follow the president. At real Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big increase in traffic into our country from certain areas. I'm um, not sure. Is he talking about? He's talking about like Mexicans, right? Mm. While our people are far more vulnerable, as we wait for what should be. Easy D. Mm-hmm. Is he gonna get fucked? I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited that I feel like Max is not fucking with us, and he sincerely doesn't know what this I, means. I think he hasn't looked at Twitter in a while. This yeah. is really weird. What, it, I do not understand the reference to Easy D. It, it, Let's uh, bring Kara back in. Yeah, she has left to get a, get a cake. But if you were here, Max, um, Kara was explaining to us that Easy D is a reference to defense, which is a sports term. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is this like how when I used to play Little League, the kids um, on the other team would kind of creep in towards the plate and they'd go, easy out, easy out. <laughs> oh, oh the, the taunts of children. Oh, it's it's true, though. I was easy to get out. Yeah, I was an easy D. I didn't like to run, so I'd strike <laughs> out a lot. Uh. Well, right. we should probably start this, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if I had to suggest something to do. Yeah, rude. Yeah, sorry I'm late. Sorry. Oh, God. Here's the thing with this game. It's not, you know, a lot of times when you play a tabletop game, you're you're going to have what you might think of as fun. And that's, this game's not fun. It feels like finishing your taxes or something where you're like, ooh, like that, you know, I feel like a sense of accomplishment. It's kind of kind of like a bowel movement with friends. Yeah. It's just something you want to accomplish and move on. Yeah, boy, I feel very good about myself after I take the time to have a good bowel movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I got really got something done today. I got a probiotic you should try. It's like making the bed. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, if nothing else, at least I had this uh, BM. Then you poop in it. Easy BM. You know, uh, Johnson, Johnson used to call reporters into the bathroom while he was moving his bowels. He would be in a stall, and it was a power move. He used, to take, his, uh, he used to take his uh, LBJ out. Mm-hmm. That's he right, would, Big he would, D. He would, show, he would show them the uh, he'd he'd show them a little uh, LBJ in the cloakroom. Yeah, he's a whip. <clears throat> a little bit, of, a little bit easy D. Easy D. Yeah. So Urban Dictionary uh, differs a little bit. We have not found a way that this turns out great, though. The easy D remark. 
Yeah, we should mention, I guess, that, that before you join us here on the podcast uh, at, at exactly noon Central Time every uh, Wednesday, you are with your friends playing a tabletop game that you've been playing for, I think, 16 weeks now, the same game. <laughs> Accurate. And it's like diplomacy, but more complicated? Like, what is oh, it? Oh, it's risk? far more complicated than diplomacy. Uh, it, it's a uh, naval exploration and conquest game. So you're exploring the ocean. Ladies. <laughs> yes, you're exploring... <laughs> You're uh, exploring the ocean, and uh, you can like make colonies, and you can buy goods, and establish an economy, and <laughs> my, explore my entire stuff. Life is a complicated naval exploration <laughs> game. <laughs> um, yeah, but you like things like that. Um, I do. Um, this game. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole like dissertation on on the game design of of like probably the best and most interesting tabletop game of the year, but. Like, one of the flaws of the game is, like, I am playing with real, um, you know, like, home automation enthusiasts who want to optimize, like, everything on their island, like, just so. And it's like they can't let the turn end until they've, like, aligned all the pieces and checked everything five times to make sure there's not, like, a point they can get. And, like, so it's like these turns take 45 minutes and you're just watching people, like, you know, rearrange their little cubes on their board and move their ships around and try and get everything just so. And you don't have a lot to do when it's someone else's turn. So I'm playing with five people. So it's like 20 minutes per turn. Like, it's an hour before there's anything I can do. And, you know, so, like, <laughs> this morning... I, I get I get impatient watching other people bowl. I don't <laughs> think I could do that. I, I literally had my laptop out and I was connecting accounts to Mint. Because it was more interesting than watching this game get played that I couldn't. Did you do figure out a about. way to amortize your cat? <laughs> I, I love I love putting things in in mint. I love that. That's such it's so it's so satisfying. I I that but guys, the home automation thing has spiraled out for me. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of home automation now. Max, Max, you were a skeptic last week. I was, but I got on the uh, I got on the iftatita, and now I'm connecting <sighs> all the things together. And you can put mint on iftatita. Yeah, yeah. Follow up, Max. Tell me more. I can't wait to hear this. Uh, well, every time I do put mint on the iftatita. Yeah, so I have. I'm trying to get it set up so every time I do the dishes, I pay myself ten dollars. Oh, that's yeah. That's that's positive reinforcement. Mint. Now, let's. Uh, boy, where to even start with this? I had I had notes. I had fucking notes. All right, Alex, hit record. We got to start this thing. Hi, everyone. Hey, Merlin, how you doing? It's due by Friday. <laughs> that dog will hunt. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. How's it going? Um, all right, let's see here. So, um, note number one, I have some follow up on the flower situation from uh, several episodes ago. So, as you remember, I was uh, doing an Amazon Fresh delivery and I added a bunch of flowers. <laughs> I had to do a top off. Because <clears throat> I yeah, had to top off the cart. I was like $4 short. And I said, and I was congratulating myself. I was like, boy, Veronica's going to come home and she's going to be um, very impressed that I got these flowers. And then I realized, wait a minute, until she listens to this podcast. And then I'm mm. blown because. <laughs> I have revealed that it was not that uh, sincere of a gesture buying the flowers. Well, Veronica listened to the podcast and she told me that she wondered where the flowers came from and then assumed that a house guest brought them. (laughs) (laughs) So that, my friends, is a little something I like to call managing expectations. (laughs) Hey, uh, are these for anyone? (laughs) I'll have them. Like like the kid that eats the pickles off your plate in the uh, elementary school cafeteria. Are you going to eat those pickles? 
Who, uh, are you gonna, what, what are you going to do with those flowers? Is that for anyone? Oh, congratulations, Max. You're in our good books. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's, it's funny, though, because it could have been anything. You could have bought anything to top off your order. <laughs> You decided to like hook a couple cars together and go, hmm, I can get credit for this. Like if you'd bought her a large bottle of naked orange juice, you would look like kind of a dick. It's like, oh, I could get flowers. That's, a, that's, a, that's about four bucks. Yeah. Yeah, she liked the flowers and just did not even occur to her that I might have procured them. Um, it's like the worst O'Henry story. Follow-up number two, I um, have subscribed to the podcast Canvas. Did you guys know about this? It's uh, Fraser Spears. Is that the show about painting? <clears throat> yeah, they talk about, uh, well, it's more of the brushes and the palette and the technique. No, it's uh, it's Fraser Spears, who's this writer I really like. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him, but he hosts this uh, podcast hmm. called Canvas. And uh, it's about uh, sort of uh, iOS workflow and automation stuff. And... Uh, I, so here's where I'm, I'm at. I listened to the OmniFocus um, episode, which was excellent, and um, I'm now listening through the Workflow series, which is like four or five um, episodes. And uh, I, lo- I actually I love this podcast. Like I don't, I, all tech podcasts are bad and lame. A- anybody who participates in a technology podcast should be ashamed of themselves. But um, like this is why society is going to crumble because they're arguing over whether the button on the iPhone clicks enough or whatever. But uh, this is a good show. I really like it. It's it's a lot of almost. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of what I like about Fraser Spears' writing, which is like it's more of a philosophy and a thoughtfulness about about. C- can I can I work. add a add a little note to this? Yes. I mean, I think you have to give equal credit, or you know, equal credit to Federico Vitici, who's mm-hmm. the co-host. And the thing that, I'll tell you what I, what I love about this is, first of all, they are both fully invested in the idea of the iPad as not being a secondary device. They are fully invested in the idea that that if not right this minute, you will very soon be able to do most of what you do on an iPad. And it's it's not something where they're like saying, hey, you know, you bought an iPad, here's how to have some fun with it. They're both fully invested, but they come at it from very different, uh, I don't want to say backgrounds, but Fraser's job is fascinating to me. Like he is, I, I might not get this exactly right, but basically Fraser does, um, does the computer management stuff for I think at least a school in Scotland and he deploys many 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 iPads so he has to think at scale about what to do with a lot of iPads and he has to figure out things like curricula like he's got all kinds of things to figure whereas Federico you know Federico has this amazing backstory not to make it too human but you know Federico was real sick for a while and was in the hospital and the iPad became this connection to the world where he like learned to do everything on an iPad and now that's his whole not his whole deal, but a lot of his deal. So these two coming together, they're not coming at it from the standpoint of like, oh, here's a funny hack you can do to like download your podcast. They're approaching this as this is an evolving computer platform that will enable you to do most of the stuff that you need to do. I I think it's worth mentioning that point of view because they do not at all mince words about this being a real device that does real things. Yeah, and I don't know, I recommend, I mean, if you're interested in all in what we're talking about, like, I, I've really failed to extract any sort of like actionable advice from Merlin and Alex on why you should automate anything or what the point of workflow or any of this stuff is. You weren't alone. <laughs> to me, it's like, 
to me, it's, you know, like I said, I think we were talking about last week. It's a lot like, you know, it's like building your model train set. And it's like, yeah, you can like optimize the routes all day, but it's still just a little model train set. And like, you know, it's not, it's a, it's sort of an alternative to like doing your work. It's not, there's none of this stuff is actually doing anything for anyone. And, uh, I am, I'm starting to understand like some of the stuff you can do with this, uh, listening to the uh the canvas uh, podcast so I well, if, you, if you ever it. go back if you go back and uh, ever re-listen to, to last week's episode I, I hope that the one thing i hope s- comes out of that was like for example my obsession with this overpriced thing called the tap switch where like once you start hearing all these like you're making fun of all the crazy names of these things which are asinine some of the names of these things are so silly but when you just hear it it's like me listening to john syracuse talk about destiny where I I laugh out loud because there's so much. Oh, I got I got the angel of the morning on my vorpal blade, and you're like, what What the fuck are you talking about? It makes it's just words. It's not even word salad. It's like chopped word salad. So like when you hear all these terms, it does sound really bananas. But like the thing is, once you actually put it in place and it get it gets out of the way and becomes something you don't think about anymore, you know, it's it stops seeming like a fiddly thing. And yeah. So anyway, I I I I'm glad I'm excited to hear this. I, have you made changes in your home to support this or in your automation workflow, as you like to say? So here's so here's the the thing that that the other thing that happens simultaneously with this. So we have a situation at the office where we have a security system at the office that's it's like any security system in any building or house. Really, it's a touchpad little screen with numbers, and when you open the door, the alarm goes. You know, if you're the first one in, right? in the morning or a weekend or whatever, the alarm starts beeping and you have 60 seconds to hit the code on the thing and disarm the alarm. And somehow this almost never happens. Like the alarm goes off constantly. People are completely befuddled by this thing. They do not understand what to do. It's not the issue. It's not that they don't remember the code. They know the code, but then they don't, they panic and they forget how to operate the keypad or whatever. Um, So what happens is, I am the one who it calls. Like if the security system at the office gets triggered, I'm the one who it calls. And I feel a huge amount of responsibility about this because people make their whole livelihood with like their stuff here, you know, their computer, their art supplies or whatever. And if there's like an honest to God burglary, it would be, you know, the cards people would be okay because we have like insurance and stuff. But I know for a fact there are people in this office who if their stuff was stolen, it would be devastating for them and they do not have a plan B, right? And in fact, that's happened to me. I have worked at previous co-working spaces where there were break-ins and my stuff was stolen and it was devastating. And I had a couple of, of real dark night of the soul days where my, I did not have a computer and I was like, I do not know if I can continue to make a living or if I need to go back and work at Radio Shack or if I should call my parents or what. Oh, so gosh. I feel a lot of responsibility to the people in this office. I know it's dumb and it's mostly out of my control, but nonetheless, it's like one of those things that keeps me up at night is I, I just feel responsibility to, to do what I can for the office to be safe. So here's what happens. <clears throat> the burglar alarm goes off 100% of the time. So it goes off three times a week and 100% of the time so far over two years. So this has happened 100 times. Uh, it's been someone who's fucked it up, right? We've not had an actual burglar enter the office. But I don't know that because from my point of view, what happens is I'm, I'm sleeping. It's 3 in the morning. My cell phone rings. You know, it's on Do Not Disturb, but the, the alarm company, I have it set to penetrate the Do Not Disturb setting. My phone rings, and I wake up, and I answer it, and they <sighs> go, hello, this is the alarm monitoring service for Cards Against Humanity. There's the, been um, an entrance into the building. And the front hallway motion sensor and the door break sensor uh, have both been activated. Do you want us to call the police? And I'm Ugh. sitting there, I'm sitting there trying not to wake Veronica up, and my head is spinning, and I'm like rubbing the sleep out of my you eyes. Because you have to treat it like it's real, otherwise there's no point in having it. Right. Well, I don't know. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, fuck. Like, was someone just working late at three in the morning, or 
like, is there a burglar? And then now I have to decide, do I, so here's my options. I could do nothing. I could say thank you and hang up and go back to sleep. And I have done that because I'm pretty sure that I know what's going on and it's like someone just fucked up the alarm and I'm like, I'll deal with this in the morning. Um, that is one option that sometimes I will exercise. Option number two, I get in the, I say, they say, do you want to call the police? I say, no, thanks. I get in the car, I drive to the office and I go sort of confront this hypothetical burglar and I walk around with my phone light on saying, hello, is anyone here? <laughs> Hoping that they don't have a gun. If there's a burglar, they're not armed, right? Option number three is I say, yes, call the police. And then you can't just call the police because they don't know what the fuck to do. So I have to then get dressed, get in the car, go to the office. And now I'm confronting a hypothetical burglar and I have to deal with authority figures, which is probably, frankly, I'd rather deal with the burglar alone. Like, at least they just mug me and leave me alone rather than, like, you know, cuck me, as police officers do every time you interact with them. They make you feel, like, lame. You haven't talked about option four, which is when you are asleep and don't answer the phone, and then I'm the second person they call. No, you're the, Alex, you're, like, number five. Uh, No, because we took Tommy off the list and Kevin off the list because they don't have a car. Uh, so <laughs> you're number two now. I th- yeah. So, so I go to the office and go in. And Wait, you've gotten the call. I have done this at least 10 times. Oh my God. No, I had no yeah. idea. Holy well, shit. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm a little bit farther than you, but I'm, I'm like, uh, like five, especially at, at five in the morning on a Saturday, I'm about five minutes away from the office. Right. So I'm like, there's a, like you said, there is a 99% chance that this is just our janitors. Um, or is that nice? I don't know. Or cleaning company. I don't know the nice or the nice people who clean our office for money. And uh, Alex, <laughs> it's part, it's a, it's a cleaning startup they're part of the gig economy and they come and mop the jizz off our floors it's a very respectable career but but then i come in and the weekend people are different than the weekly people so there's always someone different on the weekend so i just come into the office and i'm like okay and and sometimes the alarm is just blaring and i'm like okay yes so they're standing there they're literally standing there mopping the floor with the alarm blaring and there's a big sign on the wall saying hey if the alarm's going off send max a text and tell him that you're not a burglar and they don't understand how to do this and the problem is with our with our cleaning startup it's literally like a gig economy model and there's different people every time so there's no procedure to tell them to fucking call me if they set the alarm off it's 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 a bad like i don't know what you're supposed to do in this situation but anyway so i last week merlin you asked people to tweet at us and say if there is a smart camera that you should buy and the thing that was recommended most often uh, was the Arlo security camera. So after this Saturday, waking up at, at 7 in the morning and driving to the office to discover that the cleaning people were mopping the floor with the alarm blaring, I was like, that's it. I'm getting a security camera for the office. And I went to Best Buy and I bought a box that had four Arlos in it. And I plugged them in and that's, that's the entry into the, the automation stuff. So you so long story short, you're able to peer in correct. and see if something crazy's happening. If somebody's correct. running around in a hamburger outfit like stealing cards, <laughs> right. you know that something's going down. That is correct. So the alarm company calls and I and they say, This is the alarm monitoring company and the alarm's going off. Do you want to call the police? Now I can say, Hang on. I open up the app on my phone. I look, I can see You can see it's just a tech bro mopping up jizz. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, exactly. Uh, it's an Uber driver in his off hours. <laughs> He's there. Please and remember he, to like and subscribe. Yeah. 
he's there to you know tidy the papers on our desks or whatever and uh (laughs) and i can say it is not necessary to call the police in this situation so that they come and cuck me let me let me describe what happens when you call the police because i've also called the police many times so first of all all right right, go ahead yeah i call the police often so here's what i mean not often they five times maybe so in two years so here's what happens first of all you call the police and then you're like oh my god i've called the police like this is an emergency i need to get dressed go down the fire you better comb your hair buddy i better yeah you know you're down the ghostbusters pole in the car you got to get to the office it's an emergency you need to be there to meet the police so you i'm running my heart's beating i'm like throwing on a hoodie as i like start my car and i race into the office blowing through the stoplights and i get there and there's no police and they get there like an hour later like they just take their sweet time because like a burglar alarm going off in an office is not one of the hundred worst things happening it's in Chicago. not like a minority that needs to be shot or something no i mean well they've got people they have to round people up to fill their uh, secret black site prisons so that's a big priority because you know if you don't fill them up you lose the budget and people get fired so i understand that's uh, how bureaucracies work yeah you got to spend the money or you lose it now then the police come and they are they're like look you know you open the door i am panicking my heart's racing i'm like sweating and i'm all like greasy because i just woke up the lights are off and they've got their little tactical lights out and they've got their their hand on the gun and they're sort of laughing at me and they're like so there's like a burglar in here huh what kind of office is this like what do you guys do and then i'm like ah we make like a comedy card game (laughs) (laughs) and you know they're like they're like oh wow that you know i can tell what's going on in their head they're like that does not sound like that sounds that sounds rather irreverent (laughs) (laughs) yeah that does not sound like honest work you know here they are busting their ass to do this and they they like make like a cursory loop around the office and they're like well i don't see any burglar so uh, we're gonna take off and you know charge you for this and uh, i'm like okay thanks for coming officer and they're like you know you should really make sure not to call the police if it's a false alarm and I'm like okay thanks officer their hands still on their their stupid gun and then they leave and i realize like they haven't really looked at the office so now i actually am pretty paranoid so i like go and look in all the little conference rooms to clear them out yeah and then it's back to me alone confronting a hypothetical burglar. That's why I say it's not really better to call the police. Like, I might as well just do it on my own. Well, and the other thing is, <clears throat> if you have a, a camera, again, like like a canary or like a drop cam where you can kind of roll back, you know, we've got um, – I'm sorry. I don't mean to make this go on and on about this. But, like, there is some sensibility to this. So you can do things like, say, the one that watches our door, uh, I will not get alerts or I won't, I won't get notifications about that at all when one of us is home. But if I know we're all going to be away for the day, I will frequently say, if you see activity in this area, which is the front porch as opposed to inside the front door, like send me an alert for that. Uh-huh. And then how, Merlin, how do it know? Uh, I, I explained this very badly last week. Basically, with, with the Nest Cam, you go into the website and you look, you're basically looking at the image that the camera is capturing. And using those little draggy boxes, like you would with a vector drawing app, you identify areas. So you say this area in the like the window of the door, like outside, that's outside, that is front porch. Everything around that is the kind of inside area, and then everything else is else. So, and you can even identify this as much as you could just zoom in and just have this one area, say if something happens here, let me know. So, I mean, we're using it somewhat weirdly. More normally you would have that just pointed at a room where you could say, like, this is door, this is kitchen, this is 
uh, porch or whatever. And so it'll only notify you when those certain thing ha- things happen. And, you know, it happens often enough that you look at it and go, oh, no big. It's our neighbors getting the UPS package. How does it know when you're home? That's the thing I'm, that's driving me crazy is. Well, this is the part that's going to get all up in your grill is like almost every app on iOS. It detects uh, using proximity. When you've left a certain area, it knows that you're not there. But anymore. what if your wife comes home? Uh, I don't have I don't have a wife. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, no, that's the basic the, the basic use case of this is I, I mean I don't really need to know about this when I'm at home. It's mostly when we're not at home or I'm expecting. But, but a how do it know? Well, in this case, I do it manually. Where I will fre- I will frequently, if I know I'm going to be away for a while, I'll just pop into the app and go hit the thing that says send notifications to phone or tablet. Uh, and turn it off when I don't need it. And if it starts popping up all the time and I don't want it, it's, it's I'm seeing myself on the camera. I, I will go in and shut it off. But no, the way if you're going to really do this, which if you're going to do it, you should do it, is everybody gets the app. So this could, this goes for things like tiles. Like if you get a tile for finding your stuff in the house, this goes for the canary in terms of like seeing movement. There is that you get it on the on the smart devices of everybody who's you know an at home or gone person, and it just it just goes after that. I will say the problem here the problem here is that you're only as strong as the weakest link in the chain. Mm-hmm. And in my household, I'm not going to name names, but I am not no. the weakest link in the chain. I, my, let me tell you something. My phone Is it Captain Janeway, Max? Is Captain she Janeway is the weakest link? Ba- well, she's I don't know. She's not even she's in the, the chain, really. Weakest link either, to be honest. I'm sorry, Veronica. I'm just saying. Come on. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You should that buy some flowers, Max. I'm not saying anything about Veronica. I'm not naming any names no. here. What Mm-mm. I'm saying is, I have my I have my phone with me at all times, and I keep it charged 24 hours a day. And I would say that my failure rate on that is like less than five percent. So I can use my phone reliably to do things like disarm the camera alarm or whatever. The problem is if the other people who shall remain unnamed, the other links in the chain, you know, they don't have their phone or it's not charged. It's like, well, okay, well, now the alarm's going off and there's nothing to do about it. You ever have you ever have the link in your chain just, just one day a week just leave their phone at home? You ever have that happen? When you text them, you text them to tell them their phone's at home and you hear a beep right next to you because you just texted <laughs> them on the phone. And I can't really confirm you. or deny that without, you know, I'm going to invoke the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination. <laughs> but... Do you see what I'm saying? Is like, here's the thing: is like, I, I, I have an idea in my head of how I want this to work, and it doesn't exactly work that way. I mean, it's like good enough that I can use it. Whatever, it solves the problem, sort of. But it's like, it's you know, it's always one step forward, two steps back with this stuff. Like, I'm that's why I'm like dabbling in the home automation because it's like, well, these are these are these are not. Here's the thing, though. What, what I, I'm not I'm not talking about alarms. Uh, for myself, I- I'm talking. This is not a security system in the conventional sense of like we've locked it down and this is Fort Knox. It's more like I want to know when stuff happens. So like I'm used to the fact that our cat occasionally moves. I sent you a photo. You can see this is a picture of my cat. She now sleeps all day next to the heater. Occasionally she gets up to defecate or eat. Uh, and she moves, and then that sets <laughs> off the dingus. And the dingus says, "Hey, there's something in the house." You know, it's the cat. So I'm used to that. That does not freak me out. And it's fun. It's like a little treat. It's like your cat texting you to say, hello, I moved. And then you look at it and you're not freaked out. Now, with all that said, I thought I really, really, really thought of you guys this weekend because I recently changed some notifications on one of my devices to be a little less invasive. Uh, And uh, I I went to go uh, lay in bed and get angry at the Internet for a while. uh, And uh, I I see a pop up that says, oh, motion has been detected at your office. And I go, oh, you know, usually it's like light, you know, it's usually light from outside or something, or sometimes the camera sets itself off because it's flipped into the night mode. And I go, oh, uh-huh. I, pop, I see a figure 
in my office and I, oh my God, my heart is in my throat. It's the first time this has ever happened. I slide, I open, and I see this hooded figure wandering around my office and I go, holy shit. And it was me. Uh, five hours earlier, going into my office because I'd forgotten something. Oh my god, the the dust was the dad all along. It was you coming through the bookshelf. I was sending myself dust from my own five D. Merlin, library. you have to go on the mission. Do you understand what this means? I don't want to leave you, Murph. Cleave me unto thee. The dust is your daddy. The dust is your daddy. I miss you, Grandpa. I was losing. I was losing my shit because I, 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 I've, I've lost a lot of weight. I look pretty good, but I was wearing. I was wearing several layers. Plus, I had, a, I had my hoodie. Plus a rain jacket. Plus my backpack. And when I first saw my profile, I was like, "Holy shit!" There's like, there's like a fat soccer goalie and a hat wandering around my office. And I honestly, I, I felt my heart go like that. My heart went. <laughs> I could not calm down for 10 minutes. <laughs> Lower the port collars. <laughs> I, I, I hope I was somewhat fair and even-handed about pointing out the numerous downsides of these complicated Dale Gribble systems that we're getting into. Because the truth is, you can go overboard with this. I'll tell you a classic example. If you do get into the hole, I don't know if Alex has run into this yet, but if you get into the hole, let's say, let's say you get into the Hue Lights racket, right? So you get your Hue Lights, you set up some scenes, you got things the way you want, you're using your Amazon like an animal to turn your lights on and off. And then you go like, ooh, <laughs> here's an app I can get from the store called uh, Hue Disco Party. And like that'll do fun things with my lights. And you go, ooh, I'm going to get Yonomi because Yonomi is really good about running routines at sunrise and sunset. And ooh, I got a motion sensor. So now when, the, when, when there's motion at the door, it turns on a very blue bright light. The problem is it takes like three days before you can't figure out you're, it's a total Charlie Chaplin situation where you suddenly don't know why things are happening. <laughs> why did all of the lights? Why did all the lights just go off? I have to go look at all of these apps and figure out where I have put something. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Echo heard us say something that it didn't like, and it decided to play some Pablo Casals and turn off the lights. We're not sure why. I was like looking at. I was like, so I bought this like uh, um, Arlo thing, and I was like, what can I do with this in terms of like home automation? And, you know, if ta-ta-ta, and I was, like, Googling around for examples, and, like, the way people set this up, they're, like, they're, they're like, they're, they're, like, gribble setups. It's, like, it's, like, I'm telling you, it's, like, a dystopian, like, hellscape that they've turned their life into, where, like, every night, they go to their Amazon, and they go, uh, uh, they go, uh, Alexa, secure the perimeter, and the lights turn red, and the Sonos plays Flight of the Valkyries, and, like, the garage door closes. <laughs> Like all the locks, all the locks Alexa, automatically Alexa, snap Alexa, closed. Alexa, <laughs> like, why? Like, you can't. I, here's and here's the other. I, okay, and I get it that that's neat. <laughs> I get it that that's like neato that you can do that. But here's the thing: is like, if only you had someone to show it to. Don't, don't you? 
<laughs> so that's why it's you're on YouTube. You're your base with your trains. Oh, there's no, you'd have to have a webcam so anybody else could see what you're doing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Doesn't everybody lock their door when they come in? Like, I come in from work and I lock the door. What is this situation where people, their doors open at at midnight and they're like, uh, Alexa, lock all the doors. Like, why? Who? What is that <laughs> use case? Like, just fucking lock the door behind you. Like, what problem is this solving in your life? Because now I you know. have smart locks and that's how the hacker gets in. And then you've got a fat soccer goalie in your house. So I saw another build that was like, if you want to do all this, some of the stuff or whatever, it was like, well, the first thing you need is a $300 thing called a Harmony device. And I, so I clicked oh, on that. Oh, you got to get the Harmony. You got to get a better hub, Max. I, That's your problem. You need a better hub. Yes. Yeah, so I clicked on that and it said, this is a smart home hub, $299. And I was like, well, what does it do? And it's like, oh, it makes all your smart things smart. It's like, they, <laughs> they say they're smart, but they're not smart. And then you plug this in and they become smart. Now, what the fuck like, does this do? It's like Kumon. It's like an after-school class for, uh, for all your devices. <laughs> what does this do? It makes you solve a lot um, of math this puzzles. Is, this is the thing. and I, I, So I'm curious. Oh, just real quick side note. The, these Arlo lights, uh, two quick side questions. Were they relatively easy to install, and do they require a dedicated hub? The Arlo product, uh, yes, it requires a hub. It plugs into your yes. router. It worked immediately. It worked immediately. <laughs> it was very good. They're very easy to install, very high quality. Okay, cool. I endorse this product. It's very good. If you're I'll looking... give half points to that because I'm at peak hub. That's my problem. It's like I can't have another hub in the house. There's too many hubs. <laughs> you're <laughs> running out of the, the, space on the server rack. Well, they got, yeah, I'm going to have to get another uh, rack in my data center. Uh, no, it's... Cer Cerberus is be be growing too powerful. The idea is that there are these meta devices. What was the one that was recently acquired and shit-canned by Nest? Uh, but basically there are these kind of meta devices that like the harmony that are meant to smartify and encapsulate all of your different things into one. Cause you know how this shit works. It's, you want to own your entire like vertical, right? You want people using your device with your things on your deedly deedly dee. And, you know, and then on top of that, like HomeKit integration is not a doddle. Like for HomeKit, you have to do like special secret James Bond shit to all of your devices for Apple to certify. That's why there's so few things that work with HomeKit. HomeKit should just work. I mean, HomeKit requires an iPad or an Apple TV and no hub mostly like it'll it'll work but if you want all this shit to work together so that when your train starts to go through waukegan your door opens halfway and it unlocks and then there's a red light over your toilet like if you want that like you're gonna need a lot of software or some kind of a smart meta hub so i'm okay <laughs> every time john red <clears throat> comes over i <laughs> i sincerely do not understand a word that you just said <laughs> I might be having I didn't have a Claritin today. You you lost me. So you get all these things. You spend all your money on the things. I mean, this stuff, it's not, let's be honest, it doesn't work, but it's not cheap. And, mm. uh, and the Am portions right? are too small. And <clears throat> so you get all this stuff, and you plug it in. You plug all your hubs into your Ethernet, and now you're getting hacked by Russian botnets left and right. Your doors are opening and closing. You got, a fat, all, yeah. <laughs> you got a fat soccer goalie in, in the house. The problem, uh -oh. what's the problem? What's the problem? The smart devices, they're not you smart enough. enough. Your problem is you don't have enough hubs. Yeah. No, yeah. it's always one more hub that is needed to solve the problem. That's capitalism in a nutshell. But remember remember for a time in the Martha Stewart days, everybody wanted a mud room. You got to have a fucking mud room. 
<laughs> it's like you're so rich and so white that you need like a third room before you get into your house. You need the before you get into your house room. You need a mud room. Like I guess you need a room for taking your shoes off. I have right? a series of airlocking chambers that I pass through to eliminate filth and mud in progressive steps. Oh, we should also come back to Arrival because I watched it again and I loved it. Um, oh my god! So, so, but, but, okay, but, I'm sorry, but, but, but leaving that, leaving room. that, you need a hub room for all your hubs and your Russian oh. hacking. But, but leaving that bomb aside for one second, you're you're telling me so essentially you've got all this stuff and it, it needs some sort of Alex Jones powder to <laughs> to soup it up. I mean, you got to juice it a little bit. Yes, I'm telling you that, Max. This was my idea. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now, I, I think I, I, I don't. Do you understand this better, Alex? I feel like the things like the Harmony Hub and what was the one that looked really cool looking red and white one? This is a big part of Alex's job is explaining things to me while I stare at her blankly and then say, why would anyone need that? And then things and then things break and I go, why is this broken? And Alex said, remember the thing I said we should do where you stared at me blankly? <laughs> remember how I told you this probably wasn't right for you, blah, blah, ginger? Why did I spend $500 on this thing that I don't want? Uh, but no, there was this one. This is this is such a shit show. There was this. I forget the name of this, but there was a really cool hub. The one that looked to be the leader in like this like hub of hubs thing came along and said, "Hey, this is this great thing. Buy this thing, and like you're gonna have this great thing." And I think it was Google or Nest. One of the big companies bought it and like EOL'd it almost immediately. They were just like, "Oh, oh, by the way, that thing you bought, that three hundred dollar thing you bought a month ago, yeah, we're not gonna do that anymore." So that's that. This is all still so shaking out. And like I said last week. Nest should be Nest should be the Amazon of this. It should be that in the same way what, what Amazon is doing with Lady in a Cylinder technology, I feel like Nest should be doing with home automation. But that place, it just sounds like a total mess. And I just I don't I, I wish I had confidence in that. But like I don't feel good about suggesting any of this to anybody because like you said, it is costly and it doesn't always work. And who knows how long it'll be around. And who knows, once a leader in this shakes out, how much any of this, hundreds of dollars worth of stuff will be useful two years from now i feel like the biggest problem uh other than 30 year olds who are actually 65 year olds getting upset about all all of the uh is that a dig at merlin because i feel like that was really it was definitely at merlin (laughs) but but uh, so many i don't like change (laughs) so many of these things don't scale at all like uh it works fantastic for me because I have a tolerant partner who is like, okay, I guess I'm just not going to turn on the lights until Alex but, gets but home. Here, I imagine that half of Mel's <laughs> life is she comes in the apartment, all the lights are flashing Morse code at her and it's like the music starts playing and the doors swinging open and closed and she's just like, well, I guess this is my life until Alex shows up. I, I tried to do this nice thing where I said it so uh, because now she's doing the shift where she's working 5am to 10am so like when she gets home, the lights will be dim uh so it's not like she's coming in and it's a blast of light but i'm i'm an idiot because she's been up for hours and hours and so just i bet the uh, i bet the oven talks to her like uh, the basement of uh, home alone where it's like Mel. <laughs> <laughs> well oh, now poor thing the other day she called Mel, me you on. haven't installed you haven't configured your bluetooth settings <laughs> i want biscuits <laughs> <laughs> the and and all of so all of this is fine for for me but like with our um we're, i'm trying to you know set up our arlo and it's great but it does you not one scale too? to no, the office one no the office ones oh, okay. and like it does not scale to a hundred people we are not like our our leakest wink is not going to install this app and, and so now it's like okay do we get um 
a motion sensor and use this completely third party thing to uh, <clears throat> where we can set timers and uh, like, okay, uh, turn it on if an alert max if there's motion detected uh, between midnight and, and like 6 a.m. or like. Here's what uh, I thought of <clears throat> there are smart switches that you can buy. There's just like buttons that are smart buttons. You I've guys never know about heard this? of this. Yeah, okay. no, no, please. <laughs> Logitech has one. Logitech has a, you buy a big button and yeah. it just does things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what we could do is use iftatata and we put a button up by the alarm and we'd say, hey, if you're the last one out, press the button. If you're the first one in, press it again. And that arms and disarms the camera system. Here's the thing, though. I feel that the security system already is basically as simple as that of like, just come in, <laughs> punch the four numbers in, problem solved. But, and yet it gets fucked up on the regular every day and the and the company calls me and they and at three in the morning they're like do you want to confront the burglar or do you want to deal with the police decide and <laughs> <clears throat> now that's just here's what's going to happen this is not going to solve any problems it's just going to double the number of problems that we have because now there's two buttons people have to press it's it's eels it's all eels mm. Okay, this is you've obviously thought of this because you're you're one of the one of the smartest uh, millionaires under under 25 in America or whatever you are. But here's here's a real simple solution to this. Find somebody crazy responsible who needs office space, who is a night owl. Find an artist who not only uh, likes to work in the middle of the night but prefers to work in the middle of the night and has a great work ethic and hire somebody at next to zero rent mm -hmm. to be there from midnight to 6 every night. I see and then we arm them. And if yes. a burglar comes in, they're in for a surprise. You get a button, you get a bit, and then an if ta ta ta, and you say, you say "Stimulate the artist." Mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, I mean, why don't you think about what is it you like? You know, again, now with all respect, you're a little lost in the stack of technology here. What is it you're really trying to accomplish? You're trying to like not be broken into. Alexa, if our if our uh, if our uh, artist shoots a burglar, send me a yo. <laughs> <laughs> If an artist is assassinated, make me a pot roast in my dryer. <laughs> I so I also had a dream this week of. Setting, Are you not going to acknowledge this great idea? Um, no, here's the, I like I'll, this Merlin, idea. I'll, let me tell you the problem with this. Let me let me. I'll, fine, I'll if if we're going to do this. Here's the problem. All these fucking freeloaders already work in this office for free, and they're excited about it for two weeks, and they <laughs> clean up their jizz for two weeks. And then two weeks later, the jizz mopper is coming around their desk, and they're like, why isn't the jizz mopper coming working harder? Because there's still jizz when I leave. You know, Ugh. people get entitled incredibly quickly. Like, everyone here is paying. Like, it's tra no, it's trading places all over again. I'm not familiar with that reference, but yes, that sounds yeah. very smart. Yeah. No, the bet was for one dollar. Yeah, there's no way though you could get somebody, some kind of no. hardworking artist. No. You think they just get bored and then just start making jizz instead of cleaning <clears> it up? If you're a hardworking artist and you have a Foid card and you're willing to shoot a burglar, please email us and uh, email Alex, Alex uh. at cardsagainstfinity.com, and say, subject line: I will shoot a burglar. And <laughs> come and come patrol. We'll hire you to come and uh, make creepy art and shoot burglars. A residency has never been this deadly. I am gonna get shot now because sometimes I do come in. At, like it's it's uh, it's nice to come here in the middle of the night, and the creepy artist who is uh, somehow wooed Max into actually doing this idea, just like uh, you've just well, decided to like, well, well, I'm gonna come in. <laughs> like me or Mike, <laughs> we're definitely gonna get shot now. <laughs> <laughs> some like some kind of like just weird bearded loner. I, mean, yeah. I made some beans. You want? <laughs> Is it cool if I use your chair? <laughs> For uh, what? You don't want to know. <laughs> uh, as uh, much as I would love to have like a Hagrid for the office, like uh, uh, a Hagrid is an office hack. Yeah, but but Hagrid still. How is gets that sick. not a gig economy cleaning startup? <laughs> office Hagrid, <laughs> boom. 
Boom. <laughs> I'm going on fucking Shark Tank tomorrow with that idea. I'm seeking $350,000 for 5% equity in my startup, uh-huh. Office Hagrid. Now, Sharks, how many times has this happened to you? And uh, Lori, I brought you a pink Hagrid. <laughs> Kevin, I made a Hagrid with your face and money on it. Mr. Wonderful, I know how you love your rich Hagrids. <laughs> You're a burglar, Harry. <laughs> Office Hagrid, but the thing is, you wouldn't have to be Robbie Coltrane. You could be like a, uh, you could be like a skinny lesbian performance artist. They just they bulk you up, and you wear very tall shoes and a beard. How cute would that be, Office Hagrid? <laughs> this is a great concept. I mean, I think we could really run with this. Office Hagrid, do you think it needs a better? Well, first of all, knowing uh, just kidding Simmons, uh, she's not going to <laughs> want to put her licensing name on this. We're probably going to have to do a Hagrid at Avignon. We're going to have to come up with our own name for this service that's going to be just close enough to not be actionable. Do you guys want some good Shark Tank gossip? I got some great Shark Tank gossip. Oh, yes, please. So it used to be in the first couple seasons of Shark Tank, I believe seasons one through four, that just coming out. So they knew, ABC and Sony knew that just coming on the show was such an incredible promotional opportunity that they took two to five percent of your company in equity or earnings. Um. (gasps) just to what? appear on the show. Wow. So whether you made a deal or not, you gave up 2 to 5% of the company. And now That's bananas. Isn't that crazy and everyone had to sign that contract who came on in those early years. And allegedly they did not actually really weren't very good at collecting on this because it involved like a lot of like auditing of like, you know, grandma's cookie company or whatever. So like a lot of these com- these companies just never got collected on for that, but they all signed it. They got a little piece of the Sullivan generator. Absolutely. That's a big hit. And uh when uh um, makes gold. <laughs> when um um, Mark Cuban joined the cast. He was like, I will walk unless you get rid of this. And now it's not there anymore. Okay, I got a question. Did you watch the latest one? I did, uh, mm-hmm. with the big muscle man. Okay, I got a question Whoa. about the muscle man. First of all, I- all right, I'll admit, I was biased. I don't like people who are healthy. And so when he came out and was throwing shit around, and then I looked at his cooler, and I was like, oh, the whoop, name whoop, is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your powders in there. You want to see me flip a tire? <laughs> Hoop, hoop, hoop. That's <laughs> oh, a 300-pound tower. Oh. So, but here's the thing. He comes out and he does this pitch, and they're like, oh, wow, you're very articulate for a strong person. He's like, thank you very much. He's the white rhino. The white rhino, here's the thing with the white rhino, is he wants to make sure you know how successful he is. Uh-huh, okay, He's uh-huh. had several multi-million dollar companies, mm-hmm. and he's just like funded an engineering company. Do you remember what he was asking for and what the stake was. I do not remember what the product was. He wanted, he, well, it's basically a cooler that's three coolers. It's basically like a cooler you'd buy at Walgreens, except it also has a power shake. Oh, and so he, that's was a, smart was, because was, a lot of people are buying powders now. I mean, I think that, I think we have a, a I mean, our revenue model for the podcast is based on powders. Now, what do you do? You totally would, based on, it's a powder-based economy. <clears throat> yeah, now what do you do with all these powders? You, the, the man who spends most of their life at the gym has to have multiple containers to separate the powders out. Well, it was a classic Shark Tank thing where, like, once you actually heard it, like, yeah, you know, that was really clever, but, 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 the super crowded space, the name is, it's called The Cooler, I think. Like, there's all kinds of with things. With the K. Yeah, Cooler with a K. See what he did there? But here's here's the, 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 the nut graph for me was, so he's this multi-multi-millionaire white rhino, 
He's asking for $50,000 <laughs> in exchange for, I, I, what was it, 5%, 15%? It was actually not a bad percentage. But, like, but our whole family, including my daughter, were like, why does he only want $50,000? Like, he, that, that should be walking around money for the white rhino. Doesn't that seem weird? And then you go, ah, oh, I know why. And you nailed it right there. Yeah, exactly. Publicity. Total pure publicity. Yep. It's the, it's the, I think it's the number one show on uh, whatever night it's on. It's a big, yeah. that's a big balls hit show. It's way more popular than The Apprentice. <laughs> what about, oh, sad. What, what, now, what about those other guys, the guys who have the, the, the thing that, uh, with the hose? And they were valuing, what was it five million they were valuing their company? Yeah, but at? then they got a fucking deal, which was crazy. Who would use that? Like, what situation are you in in your life where there's not a hose? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and you could stand in it and take a shower? Like, what? With cold hose water? <laughs> What about the woman who just left work to take care of her baby? She's taking care of her baby. She wants to have something on the floor so she can play with her baby. <laughs> I I don't like it when people. I said to my wife, she 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 talks like Instagram looks to me. <laughs> I really want to spend more time with my baby. I'll I'll tell you. I feel I feel bad for people who have a profitable family business, usually food based. You know, like oh, like our family restaurant. It's like everyone in the neighborhood eats here, and they say it's the best ribs in the neighborhood, right? And I'm like, yep. you know, this person is great. They have what is called pejoratively in San Francisco, a lifestyle business, meaning it's a business that <laughs> They're you... They're idiots who make enough money to live and enjoy what they do yes, in their life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're a, a bunch simple, of dummies. You're a simpleton. You're a, you're a fucking rube, and you just fell off the... You can't growth hack. You no. can't growth hack, No, you're love. not going to have hockey stick growth. All you're going to do is make a sustainable living doing something that you love and supporting your community and your family. Now, that... What kind of a idiots. fucking moron... If you have, a, let me tell you something. If you have a lifestyle Ugh. business that is fulfilling for you to work on, you are a, a you're a clueless you're, numpty. You're, you're a life cuck. You're, you're, you've got a, you've got a, it's not even a product. You, you've got a life, not a business. I'm not going to invest. Now I'm going to see my 10x on your love. You, my friend, are an utter twonk. Total twonk. <laughs> Weapons grade plum. If you have a business that you love working on. Total, you're, 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 you're a knob end. You're a dauber. You could be a, you could be a shit gibbon. <laughs> Total ball bag. Uh, now, it, hmm. I feel very bad for those people because they often take a deal and they give up a lot of equity. And basically, basically what they're doing is like ruining their livelihood. Um, and it's going to end very poorly for them. And I can only hope. Oh, here's another good piece of Shark Tank gossip. About 50% of the deals that get made fall apart due to uh, like uh, due diligence afterwards. I've heard. I read. Because, well, you know, there's ones. Barbara does this. So Kevin is always wanting to do debt plus a tiny little bit of equity, plus maybe some kind of like a dollar per unit. I'm always interested in <clears throat> Barbara and uh, Robert in particular. I like the ones where they say, well, you know, if you really think you can get into Walmart, we'll make a contingent upon that. Like if you think you can get your book in B. Dalton's, that's fine. Let's We'll, we'll do that, whatever. But those are interesting because then I, I have heard from the Shark Tank blogs that, as you say, a surprising, surpassing number of these deals, even the ones that don't have uh, gotcha asterisks, just fall apart. Yeah, another one um, that I learned was uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. So he's one of the only sharks who's, I think he might be the only shark who's on like literally every episode. And he's more or less a plant. So his job is he's got a little um, uh, 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 wireless uh, earphone in his ear. And his job is the producers tell him, summarize the negotiations up until this point and make them make a decision. Oh, he's like the Doctor Who companion. He's frequently the one that says, well, you got three offers on the table. Who are you going to... He's, he's always like kind of doing... that When you come back from a commercial, he's the one who's reminding you what's going on and stuff. Yeah, he ties the scarf around his neck and goes, uh, wow, I love the universe. It's a bunch of tiny stuff. The stars stuff. are made of love. <clears throat> and then cut to commercial and everyone posts on their Tumblr about it. Oh my God, I have all the feels, you guys. <laughs> 
adulting like a doctor. <clears throat> real real time breaking follow up to Max's follow up. There is a Kickstarter project called Turn Touch Beautiful Control, and it, it's like a bespoke wooden smart remote <clears throat> to control your Hue Lights Nest and Sesame Smart Lock. It's very all exciting. at once. Yeah, you just there's, there's literally four buttons. You can mash it down, and then uh, Flight of the Valkyries plays. <laughs> Logitech Pop. I will put this into notes. Logitech Pop is a button you put on your wall, and then it does things. And it requires a hub. Can I tell you something? When the the more smart you make your home, when the grid goes down, you're going down hard. Mm. Nothing's gonna work. Well, Ain't no powder gonna save you. But I'm gonna go down anyway. So why not? Please, <laughs> be comfortable while it lasts. Oh my God, you're gonna be you're gonna be your door's not gonna unlock because the Bluetooth is out <laughs> because the the grid is down, and you're gonna be like. Oh, well, at least I uh, could unlock my door from an app while the times were good. <laughs> the yeah. lights are flashing. You're having yeah. a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> your, your oven's going to start talking to you. You should have invested in infrastructure as a society while you had the chance. <laughs> All right, let's start this thing. Alex, hit record. Let's go. Hey, Merlin. What was the challenge this hey, week? Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> All right, you fucking spoon. What was the challenge? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> when we first started uh, talking about doing this program, before we had recorded, I don't know, half a dozen, two dozen episodes and thrown them out, we had a big spreadsheet full of ideas for challenges, most of which were terrible. One of my favorite terrible ones that I wanted to revive was that we learn to curse like someone from Scotland. Uh, the inspiration for this, I've always enjoyed hearing Scottish people curse, but I think, um, will, you, will you permit me to read this? I think this got cut out of the last one. Will you permit me to read the, the Trump responses? Oh, please do. Please, please okay, proceed. So the, inspiration, the inspiration for this, uh, the stimulation really was right after Brexit when uh, the Republican candidate showed up in Scotland and tweeted out, <clears throat> just arrived in Scotland, places going wild over the... Suddenly I'm Christopher Walken. Just arrived in Scotland, places going wild over the vote. They took their country back, just like we will take America back. No games. And the surfeit of responses from Scottish people to the Republican candidate was so great. I'm going to read a few of these. These are tweets to Donald Trump after he misunderstood what happened during Brexit. Scotland remain, voted to remain, you tit Scotland voted remain, you weapons-grade plum. <laughs> they voted remain, you spoon. You're such a gobshite. Scotland voted to remain in the EU. Scotland voted to stay, you witless fucking cocksplat. <laughs> <laughs> Scotland voted overwhelmingly to stay in the EU, you weasel-headed fuck nugget. <laughs> Scotland hates both Brexit and you, you mangled apricot hellbeast. <laughs> Scotland voted remain, you clueless numpty. <laughs> Scotland voted overwhelmingly to remain, but what are facts to you, you bloviating fleshbag? <laughs> Toupee fuck trumpet, incompressible jizz trumpet, Cheeto-faced ferret-wearing shit gibbon. I mean, like I think I'm a pretty good swearing person, but they have the, the, the Scots have a gift for special nouns. So I want to just encourage you all to explore a little bit about uh, Scottish swearing and maybe to consider adopting. Uh, especially some new nouns. Is there anything that the Scots are doing well with cursing that is not happening uh, the way you'd like in America? Well, I, here's the thing is I think in American, you know, sort of vernacular, 
like fancy curses and insults are very much out the window. Like they're not in vogue right now. Like no one's like having a lot of like clever wordplay with cursing. Like it's more like I think that's sort of like maybe that's just like the the kind of like brand of like weird Twitter comedy I like. But there's something much more bracing about just being like, you know, just calling somebody a cuck. Yeah. Or, or, or like, you know, what was there was such a good tweet. <laughs> there was such a good tweet. Some conservative was complaining that like healthcare was not a right or something like that. And there was this great some some guy was just like, Chuck, my good bitch, the Lord straight up said to care for the sick as if they're your own. And there's something so fucking funny about that. Of like he didn't invent a whole insult. It was, it was like all lowercase. Yeah. It was so casual. Yeah. It's just something so effortless about just calling him my good bitch. It just made me laugh. So it was so dis- it's so dismissive. It's like I'm not even gonna expend the effort to come up with a good insult for you. And what I liked about uh, doing my uh, research into the, the 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 Scottish swearing is there's a lot of uh, well so there is a lot of the, the the trying really hard inventive stuff but occasionally you get a good one like they'll just call someone like a fucking spoon which is great because like what does so that even good. what does that even mean but you know that it's bad it's like <laughs> well I don't even have to tell you what these mean and let's let's be honest we should probably have a content warning digga 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 a trigger warning some of these are extremely offensive that's why it's swearing you boby. Uh, Bobby, Bobbag, Jobby, Fud, Diddy. These all sound like characters in Harry Potter. Walloper, Numpty, Nugget, Scunner, Dauber, Rocket, Bampot, <laughs> Bahid, Clawbaw, Pantybaws, Qualiwasher, Rooster, Knobdauber, Knobdauber. I don't care what any of them, they're basically all penises, almost. But like, there's just something, it's like listening to Dylan Thomas, uh, you know, with that Welsh accent. In this case, these, these just, they sound so good. I don't even care what they mean. They're just so musical. Yeah. Uh, my, my yeah, my two favorites are roaster and knobdauber because you need to <laughs> look up what the Could you stop is. being a roaster for one goddamn second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and some, but some of them also are like it's it's fun to have ones that are considered insulting, insulting even though they don't have what we would consider an obscenity. Away and boil your head. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm trying to avoid doing the accent. Away and boil, boil your head. Like, it means fuck off. Away and raffle yourself. Go raffle yourself. Go away and raffle yourself. Giza humph. Go take a run and fuck at a rolling donut. Oh, like, that guy That guy is a real numpty. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Total, total dober. I, I, I was watching a bunch of uh, YouTube videos of Scots just in, in b- bad situations where... <laughs> Did you see the guy on the roof? Yeah. <laughs> the poor guy so on the roof. fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> just so splice put my it. weight on. Just splice it. <laughs> well, why the fuck am I supposed to put my weight? <laughs> we're nothing. We're gonna say is funnier than the video of the Scottish guy stuck on the roof. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but it makes me realize, like you know, I, I think you. I don't want to overthink this, but you're right. I think that there's been. You think about the history of what we consider swears. So many of our swears are based on some version, and there's a lot. People have written a lot about this. They're based on either like uh, sex, excrement, or um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's an easier word than irreligiosity, but like basically God stuff. There's all kinds of like curses that are some version of blasphemy, essentially. And that goes all the way down to Jiminy Cricket. I mean, that's another way of saying Jesus Christ, etc. But it's like, I think over time, these have gotten very streamlined in America, down to the much more like guttural, Germanic-sounding, short, you know, you're a dick, you're a cock, you're a, you're a, 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 a I can't even say the C word, but these like, <laughs> bum, bum, just like a blast, a, a blast of these single-syllable words. But when you call somebody a, what was that, a gobnobber, what was it? A clawbaw? 
a bam pot. I mean, uh, they have this kind of like, I don't remember all my feet from uh, poetry, but they have this kind of like a twally washer. That's beautiful. That means cocksucker. Isn't that nice? I got a twally washer. But they're, they're a little bit more uh, Rococo, and I, I don't know. I think they're just delightful. And to hear them, I mean, to hear them coming from the people you know, who speak uh, with that, that accent, uh, just stunning. I had a quick offline with our Scottish friends, uh, Fraser and uh, Fraser Spears and James Thompson. I was asking Wait, about Wait, you know Fraser Spears? And one thing that James says is that, you know, as with all these things, there's regionalities to it. There's... Is he cool? Is he cool in person? Tell me about what he's like in person. <clears throat> Jobby. <laughs> Diddy. Diddy. You're a proper tit. And, uh, like, there's different ones. Like, if you're going to be a Glaswegian swearer, like, that could be a little different than doing it uh, somewhere else. I don't know. Did, did he say, is there anything you can't say uh, in Scotland? Because the two of you, I can tell you, really don't want to say cunt, but I'll say cunt. <laughs> you just really don't want to do it. <laughs> okay, so here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some swears and some very offensive words here. But, for example, I think they use the C word a little more differently i think it's they use it differently there it's not as it's not the c word so much uh, no the they, they they call each other cunts all the time it's it's okay fantastic. but like do you know about spaz you know about you know how spaz is something we don't say here anymore yes. like you really don't say that in england oh you really don't say it right like there's some there's some words where where the the escalation or de-escalation of how uh, how strongly people feel about whether that's an appropriate word to use. That's one of those words where you might use it in passing here, but like apparently in England that's considered pretty extremely offensive. Here, if you call someone a spaz, we elect you president. Mm. 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 I can't believe you haven't read that Huffington Post article to us yet. What? This, I th- you know how you like to read things from the internet when you're on the show? Who, me? <laughs> you know that one, the, the Huffington Post one? I don't think that one's true. I think that's fake news. You think it's fake news? Yeah, I mean, I like it. I posted it because it was funny, but I think it's fake news. What about the New York Times? You think that one's real? You think that Haberman's uh, straight? Yeah, if it's if it's Maggie Haberman about the oh the one where they don't know where the lights are that that's accurate. Maggie Haberman has the she's got the 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 source, but yeah. she's got she's cultivated very good sources in the White House, and I trust her a hundred percent on anything. She's my favorite person on that horrible Twitter list you made, which I now have my wife looking at too. Yeah, she's my favorite on there. She's I, the I'm best. Little, Don't get excited that that's. I'm right. doing a little bit of pruning. It's time, you know, during the election, I felt that it was really important to follow a bunch of like pro-Trump people. Oh my god, to understand what what they were saying, and I now no longer care what they have to say, and I want to destroy them so it's getting to the point where i'm i'm taking out the the trump people from the list can i tell you a twitter list i know this is this is not this in the oh all right no this isn't a bad i was thinking maybe it's a challenge this is not a challenge it's too cruel Mm -hmm. so i there is a twitter list um you can find it i think you can get it on my profile um and it is a list someone made of donald trump's timeline because the scary thing about donald trump is not that this fucking guy posts on Twitter, like an utter twonk all day. <laughs> the problem is that he gets his news from Twitter. He reads Twitter and he takes it seriously and he incorporates into into his like decision making. And there's a list. Um, I'm trying to find it. Um, it's called uh, Who Made This? It's called. It's by Robert McKay or Mackey, and uh, it's called Trump's Twitter Timeline. It's 41 people. He does not follow many people. But reading this list, it's like how I imagine uh, it's like how I imagine brain damage to be. Uh, oh, uh, no. 
our president follows Piers Morgan. I uh, mm. and and Coulter. Oh Jesus! And and, pr- and prof- so it's it's a bunch of con- right wing conspiracy theories about like literally about like alien landings and like you know like nine eleven oh, conspiracies mixed in with golf news like who what golf champion is playing at what co- course? Mm. Oh, he follows all his hotels. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Oh wait, he hasn't unfollowed Bill O'Reilly. Are they are are they still friends? I I couldn't watch that. Isn't interview. that like a Morning Joe type situation? I mean, don't I they kind of need each other? Uh, I guess. The the the, the part. Th- <laughs> so many things. One one thing that's so fascinating though is the correlation between where like it becomes like Arrested Development or something where like he tweets something ridiculous and and just a very minimal amount of figuring out what he was watching thirty seconds before that will show exactly where he got his idea from. And clearly, the President Bannon stuff is kind of getting under his skin. I don't think any of it matters. I don't think that fact-checking him matters. I don't think any of of the Twitter, nothing that you can say or do on Twitter matters at all unless you're using it to organize people to do something in the real world. So That's that's not true. It's not? That's not true. It's not? No. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. You know, you could uh, make that put up that funny picture of him holding up something. And it looks like a drawing that he's doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I there's forgot all kinds to... of things you can do. You know what you're doing? They call it culture jamming, Max. That's right. I forgot to consider all of the memes that people could post that could, you know, really affect, really shake people up and affect the, the discourse. Well, this, yeah. is how, this is how we save Tehran. So. Well, now I'm depressed. Mm. Yeah. OK. You know what you should do? You should automate something. <laughs> Did you see Sean Spicer's? ABCs. Yes, that was so good. <laughs> oh, it's so awful. I feel so bad for him. Uh, the only reason it's, <laughs> it's sorry, I hate him so much. It's the wonderful. Sean Spicer ABCs. It's like objectively like very bad comedy, and it's a cheap shot, and it's really lame. But here's the thing: is he, literally, literally his excuse me, literally his <laughs> excuse me, his uh, literally his whole job is he's a communication saying expert. words. <laughs> yeah, that's his whole premise of his existence someone said that me making fun of Sean Spicer was punching down (laughs) what (laughs) I'm sorry punching down oh I think this real life man also listens to the show this this was something that was said to me in real life (laughs) I've never like laughed at a person like who said this to you call them out just just someone I know from college who works at Google Mm. Uh, we were both we were voted most likely to succeed in our grade school yearbook anyway uh, well look at you you host a moderately successful podcast he's fucking wasting his life making like porn ads work on search engines yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Sean Spicer. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Someone with like 10 Twitter followers, me and Melissa McCarthy, have just been too mean to you. <laughs> Boom. Mm. Authorwise, Basie, Core, Drunk Prices, Essedigitization, <laughs> Fresh Office, Grobe, Historical Historic. This is my favorite. Inimpulentation. Laster Day. His mouth is full of gum. He's eroded his mouth muscles with (laughs) cinnamon juice. He's a turtle man made of cinnamon stuff. <gasps> like, like I can sympathize. Like, I, I stutter and stammer. And but this man, Ma- Max, you have yeah. inside information. Sometimes, like, you have friends at the White House. Why hasn't he been fired? Like, it's not just that he says he just can't say words. 
words. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I don't have any friends in the White House anymore. They all quit. But the, um, I, I know, like, there was a Tyler Cowen on Marginal Revolution had a post, and it was like uh, economists uh, have two basically like two theories as to like why would like people lie? Like, why would Sean Spicer or what do we call? We, we call him Sean Spicer on this podcast. The Spicer is the why would <clears throat> why would Sean Spicer come out and lie? And you know his first thing, and and uh, I will well, hopefully we can find this post and put it in show notes. But uh, his whole thing was like basically there's two reasons. One of them is a demonstration of power. So, you know, this is a way to sort of dominate the opposition is just to like lie is just to like say the world is one way when it's clearly another. And you're sort of saying like, no, I can just say this now and there's no consequences. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It worked because there are no consequences. And uh, number two is it's a test of loyalty. So Trump tells Sean Spicer mm-hmm. to go say some crazy shit. And if Spicer starts mouthing off and going, I'm not going to say that I can't lie, blah, blah, blah. You know, Trump knows this is not a man who's loyal right he wants his well yeah it's all it's like that that was that was my impression was like the his orders were to you got to read this basically lie and sell it you can't just lie you got to make it sound like you believe this even more than i do that is correct and trump is writing a lot of this himself like i guarantee you a lot of the dumbest <laughs> shit comes literally comes from trump he tells he calls someone in the office and he says say exactly this and then they do it because the madness and the genius is all wrapped up in, in trump that was part of the beauty of the melissa mccarthy bit is it really it, it sounded like what trump would have tried to write and then would have been mangled through Spisser's ability to understand like what was being said. That's that's right. These are your words. But it's a anyway. It's a loyalty test. Trump says, you know, Trump says, go go say that. Uh, what was the one that he had today? He said, go say that. Um, this is uh, that I, I I've had to wait the longest of any U.S. president to get my cabinet um confirmed in American history, which is not even Obama's <laughs> cabinet wasn't confirmed until April. So it's just not even a fact but Spitzer's going to go out there and lie confidently and say it and the thing is Trump wants his people to go out and be like you know spray the silver paint on their mouths and go you know we we die we live we die again like we ride into battle it's the longest cabinet appointment process in history do not become addicted to the truth (laughs) yeah so I don't know man it's fucked up Mm. it's fucked up the other way I, I was reading this thing this thing from I was reading this philosophy book from Hannah Arendt, The Origins of Totalitarianism, and she has a whole seg- segment in there that just fucking blew my mind about how sovereignty expresses itself, its power over the land through exile. So when the sovereign is insecure, they exile people to show that they're the true, you know, boss of oh, the land God. or whatever. That's really good. And that's Ugh. like, and it's true. It's obviously, yeah, it's like it totally checks out. It is true. It's like, it's like, oh God, you gave a name to this oh god that's so true and trump feels that you know his win is not legitimate and his power is dubious so he's like hey, i'm gonna kick a bunch of people out of the country now let's see how you like that he's just gonna keep throwing people out of his birthday party so it's only him and a cake <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> tremendous cake <laughs> the cake gave me five minute standing ovation <laughs> everybody was happy to eat the cake
Are you there? Hello. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I talked for four minutes without realizing I was disconnected. <laughs>